everybody this morning. We're uh, thankful we got another great crowd this morning for Sunday school, and we really appreciate everybody making an effort to make it. Uh, all the kids we got up here, and it's just just a blessing to see them all up here. But uh, we'll have a whole lot on our heart this morning. But we're excited to be here. Uh, as we pulled up, uh, we dropped our family off at the door. We just uh, we thank the Lord for our church and just uh, what we have here so precious and special to us. And, uh, but we just uh, look forward to having a good day in the Lord and hope he's here in a mighty way this morning and we just all get in our spot and he can move through us and uh, we can have a great meeting this morning. I'm asked uh, Brother Jeremy dismiss the Sunday school. We appreciate the opportunity to be in God's house. And uh, I hate, I kind of hate to get up here following that lesson last week. I thought Blaine done an awesome job. And uh, the Lord blessed him. <clears throat> and we're still in the book of Revelation, the 11th chapter. And uh, and I say this every time I get a lesson in Revelation. When you're, when you're studying Revelation, the first, the first place you want to go is the first verse or the first chapter. And figure out what it's talking about before you get into it. It said the revelation of Jesus Christ. And this is telling, this is telling about Jesus and what, he's, and, the, and what he's trying to do with us. And... Uh, in, I believe it's in the book of St. John. Uh, it said, these things are written that you might believe and that believing you'd have life through his name. That's talking about this book right here. There, from, from Genesis to Revelation. And now, you, if you read the first chapter of the book of Genesis and you don't see Jesus in it, you missed the point. Now, I know it's talking about the 
a lot of natural things and the, the creation of all things, but it's talking about Jesus. And every bit of it, every bit of it points to Jesus. And uh, uh, that's why it said these things are written that you might believe. Believe what? God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So you've got to believe it. And I heard Albert Smith say one time, when you believe it enough till you know it, you can get saved. And uh, so we're in the 11th chapter and uh, the revelation of Jesus Christ. And uh, that's in the first chapter, but this is all the revelation of Jesus Christ, the whole book. Now, as far as I'm concerned, they could they could have put that first verse of Revelation at the first in the first verse of Genesis, talking about the whole book, because it's all the revelation of Jesus Christ. And. Uh, uh, So we, the Bible said in the, in the 15th verse of the 11th chapter, and the seventh angel sounded. The seventh, there were seven angels, and uh, they all had a job to do. And the job, but the, the job wasn't complete. I guess you understand what I'm saying. The job wasn't complete. Now, each one of them had their little part to do, and their little part got completed when they were done, but the whole job wasn't complete till the seventh angel sounded. And uh, the number seven in the Bible and stands for completeness. And uh, uh, so you find that in Revelation three or four different times. And uh, what God does... He does it right. He does a complete job. Now, the day I got saved, I, I use me all the time because I, I know my experience. But the day I got saved, I got the whole package. I didn't have to, I didn't have to go home and, and, and pray for God to give me the Holy Ghost or any such thing like that. When I got saved, I got I got the whole thing. And I've been saved not it, it ain't my fault that I've been saved all this time. If it had been if it had been up to me to keep what God put down in here, it'd have been gone a long time ago. I can understand a little bit people thinking they can get lost again because they ain't none of us perfect. In this flesh we're all sinful. Now, it ain't because God wants us to be. He told, he told us to, to model our lives more or less after Christ. And he lived perfect. But now we, we're going we're to have sin in our life as long as we live. That's not an excuse. Just because... Just because I'm sinful 
that's no excuse for me to go hog wild and, and get into everything I big enough to get into. The Bible said, Thou art inexcusable, O man. It says, Whosoever thou art that judgest. But we're, we, there's no excuse for sin. God told us not to do it. And did you ever, did you ever have, I, I know everybody here experienced this, but did you ever have the devil come along and say, well, you probably ought to go here and do this or do that and, and, and something that wasn't right or maybe something that would get you out of church. And the Lord come along right here and say, that's the wrong way for you to go. I'll, if, 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 God, if God ain't never told you you was going the wrong way, you need to get saved. I, I couldn't tell you, I couldn't tell you thousands of times in my life. I've had the Lord come along and tell me I, I was going the wrong way. And that was before I went. He warned me ahead of time. So if I sinned, if I went ahead and done it, I went over a better informed judgment. And it wasn't because he had it wrote in the book, it was because he told me right down here. Now it's in the book too. But uh, that's kind of off the lesson a little bit. But uh, God, God will let us know when we're wrong. He'll even let us know if we're just thinking about going wrong. So the, the seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven saying, The kingdom of this world, the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. And I, I used the scripture week before last, I think, about us being kings and priests unto God, and Terry used it the other night, I think. And uh, But we're, we were made kings and priests unto God, the kingdoms of the world, and that's, that's where my life was at before I got saved. That was the, one of the kingdoms of the world. But God changed that. This, this down in here became the kingdom of God. And it's sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise till the day of redemption. That Satan can't even find my soul. He don't know where it's at. It's hid away with Christ in God. And the Bible said, When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall we also appear with him in glory. That's an absolute promise. That's not an if, if you live right or if you do this or if you do that. If you're saved by the grace of God, it's an absolute positive. It just as well has already happened. So you're, you're sealed to the day of redemption. So this down in here became the kingdom of God. And we were made priests and kings unto God. I, God. God gave me control over this thing you're looking at. And he told me to keep myself unspotted from the world and to lay aside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset us and run with patience the races set before us. And, and the only way we can do that, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. We can, I, I, 
Did you ever try arguing with the devil? If you didn't change your mind and, and seek the Lord, you lost the argument probably. Because he's a pretty good arguer. And uh, I know I've lost a bunch of them. But if, if you... Everybody probably knows this experience of mine by heart. I've told it thousands of times probably. But I hadn't been saved very long. And I come home from school one day. The devil had been on my back all day long. And uh, I come home with nobody else home yet. I went in the bathroom, got on my knees, said, Lord, I need some help. And I, I was serious now. I, I, I prayed that out of my heart. And I got up, and on the dresser there was a Sunday school pamphlet. We used to give out visitors leaflets. And the, the memory verse on, on it, and I, I, can't, I can't quote the whole thing, but it said, I'll not have you tempted above what you're able to bear, but with every temptation there's a way made for your escape. And the Spirit come down, and, and Satan was gone, and God took care of it for me. That's what I'm talking about. You can't argue with the devil, but you can depend on Jesus. And uh, he's, a, he's a help in time of trouble. And, and Satan will give you all kinds of trouble. As long as you live in this life, uh, you'll have trouble with Satan. Anybody got a comment? Now listen, he said, the kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. That's eternal. He's gonna, he'll have the reign in here throughout eternity. And the four and twenty elders which sat before God on their seats, fell upon their faces and worshiped God. And uh, those four and twenty elders, and, and Blaine explained that real good last week, that's representing the church. And I believe, I believe every time that we worship God here, right out of our heart now, I'm talking about when it comes right out of here, not going through the motions, we're casting our golden crowns down before the throne. And, uh, and God gets glory out of that. Yes, and uh, whenever we're, we're kings and priests, so we already got a crown. It ain't on this head here, but down in here. And, and God, if, if our hearts are right, right where they ought to be, God is the most important thing in our life. He's... The Bible said he's closer than a brother. I had one brother, and me and him wasn't real close. We were a whole lot different, seemed like. I loved him, but I, just as far as being close, we wasn't. But ever since the day that I, ever since the day God saved me, me and Jesus has been real close. Now I've I've got away from him a few times. I'm not bragging about me. I've been a big failure. 
But even when I was a failure, he was there letting me know that I was his. And uh, so he's, he stuck closer than a brother. Even in trouble when I was wrong, he was there. And if you, can't, if you ain't got somebody you can depend on when you're in the wrong, you ain't got the right thing. Anybody got anything? So the four and twenty elders fell down on their faces and worshiped God, saying, We give thee thanks, O Lord God Almighty, which art and wast and art to come, because thou hast taken to thee thy great power and hast reigned. And he's we can we can praise God. Uh, I'm like Ryan was talking when he was up here a while ago about pulling in out there and, and just thanking God for what he'd done for us. We've got, we've got more to, thank, to praise God for than we even know about, I think, for us in here. Uh, God's blessed us beyond measure. He has me. And that's just the things I know about. There's probably more that I don't know. A whole lot more. But God saved me. And I say every Sunday, best thing that ever happened to me in my life. And I, and I couldn't even write down. Uh, sometimes, sometimes I try to thank God for his blessings. And uh, I just have to quit and say, Lord, you know all about it. I, I couldn't number them. But God's, God's been good to us. And he walks with us. He'll talk with you too if you let him. And uh, so that thou hast taken to thee thy great power and hast reigned, and he's still reigning on the earth. That's in the church, in the kingdom. He said, my kingdom's within you. That's what I was talking about a while ago. His kingdom's in here, and he's reigning on the earth. When Jesus comes back, and he's coming, he'll not set foot on this dirt again. The church, the church is going to see him coming and going to go to meet him. The Bible said we'd meet him in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. So this, this earth is just a temporary place. God's not going to polish it up and move back in. He's going to destroy it and move us out. And uh, a brand new home. Not, not something that's been renovated. And uh, so God, God's reigning in his church right now. If when we'll let him. Sometimes he'll tell me something to do and I'll, I'll kind of hedge on it and back off and somebody else can do it better and, and no doubt they can. 
but somebody else ain't who God wanted to do it. He's got, God's got a reason. If He gives you a job to do, a testimony or a song or whatever, if He gives it to you, there's a reason that He gave that to you. And it wasn't, wasn't necessarily because you could do it better than somebody else. It was because you could do it that it might reach somebody's soul that was in need of whatever it was you were saying, and they would only listen to you. They wouldn't listen to nobody else. I, don't, I hope everybody understands what I'm trying to say. There, every one of us has got people, I hope, it ought to be this way anyway. Every one of us has got people in our life that's got confidence in us. Like I said, I hope that's the case. And maybe if, if, I, if, I, test, if I gave a testimony, it might have an effect on them that nobody else could have. Or maybe the same with you. So that's why, that's why it's real important for us to do what God gives us to do. And uh, let God reign over our life. And he'll accomplish what he wants done. And what God wants done, he said it wasn't his will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And we know, we already know that everybody's not going to get saved. But... If we if we'll do our absolute best, then the people the people that we're in contact with will have the best chance that they can have. And uh, I, I've I've always thought I'd hate I'd hate to be in a position where I thought somebody was looking at me and saying, "Well, if that's what a Christian is, I don't need to be it." And the nations, the nations were angry, and thy wrath has come, and the time of the dead, that they should be judged, and that thou shouldest give reward unto the, thy servants the prophets, and to the saints, and them that fear thy name small and great, and shouldest destroy them which destroy the earth. The day of thy wrath has come. And the time of the dead, that thou should that they shouldest be judged. And uh, you go over to twenty, I believe it's the twentieth chapter of Revelation, nineteenth or twentieth, where he said he's seen the great white throne. He said the books were open, and another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of the things written in the books according to their works. The dead were judged. And that's them that's in, dead in trespasses and sin. God, when they, when they sat, I can use me, when I was sitting in the building over on Albert Street and Flavius Ash got up and God allowed him to preach, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God, that brought judgment right here. I knew, I knew somewhere during that message that I was going to hell. I was lost. He judged me 
guilty before God. But, but it, by the same token, that I've, I've said this hundreds of times, I guess, that was the worst day of my life right then. But when I come to Jesus and he, he took that fear out, he got rid of that judgment. Actually, he changed that judgment. I, he, like the song, he signed my pardon. He cleaned me up, took all the sin out, spoke peace to my soul. And it's just from darkness to daylight, from night to day. And it's been, been daylight ever since. So judgment begins at the house of the Lord. And if it begin at us, first will the sinner and the ungodly appear. So judgment begins here. When, and I'm pretty confident that God's going to allow Terry to preach the gospel this morning. And that'll, I, I believe that'll be judgment to somebody. And I hope certainly that they take advantage of the opportunity that God gives them. Greatest opportunity in life. It's when God gives you an opportunity to be saved. No man can come to Jesus except the Father draw him. That's when it's done. Uh, Paul said, I was alive without the law once. The commandment came, sin revived, and I died. That's what I've been talking about. Anybody got a comment? So judgment goes out here at the house of the Lord. People, I've heard, I've heard a lot of different people talk about standing in judgment after a while. And for the life of me, I can't figure, can't figure how they get that. When I get up in the resurrection, my soul's already just as perfect as Jesus is. When I get up in the resurrection, this body that gets up, and I don't know all about that. God, God's got that figured out. But the body that gets out of the grave with my spirit in it will be just as perfect as Jesus is. and There will be no sin there to judge. Be perfect both soul and body. Go right into heaven. He, he won't have to say you, you've been a good boy or you've been a bad boy or whatever. He just say, welcome home. Just like he does here some mornings when we come with our hearts right and the Spirit fills our cups up and runs them over. He say, welcome home. This is our home here, away from home. One of these days we're going to the, the real place. And... Our souls is already in that in that kingdom. And the temple of God was opened in heaven, and there was seen in his temple the ark of his testament, and there were lightnings and voices and thunderings and an earthquake and great hail. And uh, Jesus, I believe, when he went back to heaven, 
He went, he went into the holiest of holies in heaven. I don't, I can't, I can't tell all about that. But I believe, I believe by his own blood, the Bible said he entered into the holiest holies in heaven and presented, I believe he presented his blood on the, on the mercy seat in heaven for me. Just like the priest, when they went into the holy of holies, they put the blood on the mercy seat for them and for the people. Well, Jesus didn't have to put none on for him, but he sure needed a lot for me. And he put it on the mercy seat in heaven. And when I claimed, when I come to Jesus with an humble heart and claim my part, he saved me by that same blood. And that blood still works today. And it's still on the mercy seat in heaven. It ain't never dried up. Works still just as good now as it ever did. And uh, there's a there's a scripture I want to read. I got it here somewhere. In in the sixth chapter of the book of Isaiah, Isaiah was telling his experience. And the uh, second verse said and and it stood above the seraphims. Each one had six wings. With twain he covered his face, and with twain he covered his feet, and with twain he did fly. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the post of the door, the post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips. And I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. And uh, that morning that God preached the gospel to me, I didn't see Jesus with these eyes here. But I knew for sure down in here that He was there. He let me know that I was lost, and when I come to Him, He let me know that I was saved. I don't have to wait till after a while and see if I can be good enough to get there. Jesus was good enough to get me there. All it took on my part was surrendering my life to Him, repent, believe, and He saved me. So, there's probably a whole lot more in this lesson that I don't know about. And I can't, I can't teach what I don't know. And, uh, but it's the revelation of Jesus Christ. The whole book, I believe that whole book of Revelation is talking about salvation. And uh, uh, there's, there's a lot of things seemingly hard to understand. Terry probably knows all of it, but uh, I come away short. But uh, but it's all about salvation and about Jesus. These, and I go back to that same scripture I quoted. These things are written that you might believe, and that believing you'd have life through His name. And that's what this book's all about. That's what having church is about. That's what preaching's about that people could get saved. And uh, we don't come to church necessarily as a social event, although it is social. 
and and I I enjoy coming to church. I wouldn't have said that when I was a kid, but uh, mom dad made us come, and I didn't like it at all. But I I, I said a while back, and it's worth saying again: the day I got saved. I couldn't wait for church time Sunday night to get back. And uh, if you if you get if your heart's right, if your heart's where it ought to be, I'll say it that way, I guess. That's the way we are. And uh, that's. That's all I got on this lesson. I'm done early, but if nobody else don't have nothing. But God, it's all about God reaching out to people and giving them their opportunity to be saved. And that that's what we're here for this morning. If we'll let God use us, and that's not just the preacher. He's got an important part to play in it. But everybody here that's been saved has got just as important a part. It might not appear that way to us, but in the eyes of God, my part's important too. I might sit there and think, well, me just praying for Terry while he's trying to preach ain't too important. Everybody else is doing that too, so maybe I can slack a little. I wouldn't think that anyway, but but we do it we do it whether we think about it or not sometimes. So if God wants me to pray for the preacher while he's trying to preach, or pray for you that he'll bless you or whatever, then that's my job. And it's important it's, there's a reason God wants that done. So we need to be very careful that we follow God the very best of our ability. And that's not only while we're here, but when we're at home or on the job or wherever we're at. Follow God the very best we can. And I guarantee you, I don't have to, the Bible guarantees it, but uh, God will bless you regardless of where you're at. And I can, I can tell you that from experience. I was I was in high school when I got saved, and God blessed me there. Yeah. I remember sitting in school one day, looking out the window, and wondering, "Is this the day the Lord's going to come and get me?" Yeah. Felt His spirit, and I've been I've been at work, and God blessed me, humming a song. And this this one sounds almost impossible. I've told it before, but one night I was dreaming, I was singing Amazing Grace, and God filled my cup 